What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. On today's show, we are doing a Christmas special. Today is Christmas Eve. It's Christmas today. A very special Christmas. And this is Christmas Eve, and we're so excited to be able to celebrate this day with you. And so... I recognize that uh, I know that it's going to be different for many of us this year because of the coronavirus. I know that some people are going to get with their families, but other people are going to be doing Zoom Christmas Eve. Some people are going to be able to gather together um, in, in small groups and whatnot. But I also recognize that whenever we come to this time of the year, whether we are gathering with our family via Zoom or in person, face to face, that there's going to be drama. It's going to get messy, right? And don't don't worry. Jesus Christ is always drawn to the mess. Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day in a very messy stable in a cave with animals and their manure, and it was stinky, and it was smelly, and it was not some nice hospital. It was not some very uh, serene, uh, clean uh, situation. It was pretty messy, and it was dirty, and it was not sanitized, and that's where Jesus Christ chose to come into this world, and he chose to die uh, between messy thieves, uh, two, two thieves uh, on a cross, crucified, while people were cursing and screaming and abusing and torturing him. So look, Jesus Christ has, has never resisted mess. Then he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's okay with entering into the mess of your families as well. You are the body of Christ. And therefore you are called to imitate Jesus and, and, and go to the mess, go to the mess as well to transform the mess by the grace of God. So what I want to do for this Christmas special was pray with you. I was to pray with you so that as you go to these Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and Christmas season parties and festivities online, whether it's in Google Chats or Zoom or whatever it is, or in person, you can make sure that you are going uh, rooted in Christ Jesus to think with the mind of Christ, to respond to your family members with the heart of Christ, to act in communion with the body of Christ so that we can all be bridges for every member in our family to come to know and love and serve Jesus Christ on earth and remain and abide in communion with Jesus Christ in heaven. So the passage that I perceive an invitation to pray with is from the Gospel of Matthew. And this is what we read. And we're going to do Lexi Divina. Remember, Lexi Divina has four parts. Read, what does the text say? Meditate, what does it say to me? Pray, conversation with God, contemplate, sit with God as he looks at me and I look at him. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with a child of the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, was unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to send her away quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, 
which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had borne a son, and he called his name Jesus. Mm. Mm. So that's what the text says. Joseph was a just man. Mary came home pregnant. Joseph was going to divorce her quietly. He was not going to expose her to shame. And then uh, the angel came to him while he was sleeping and told him to take Mary into his home to name their child Jesus. What does that say to me? Uh, what it says to me is that Joseph was unwilling to expose Mary to shame. He was unwilling to put her to shame. Mm. How many of us disciples of Jesus Christ in the 21st century are unwilling to expose our family members to shame. Whenever we gather with our cousins and our aunts and our uncles and our siblings and our, our parents and our kids and extended family for these gatherings, whether they're online or in person, how many of us are able to perceive the wrinkles of our members and our family, their flaws, their imperfections, and how tempting is it from the enemy for us to just make a few comments here and there about where our spouses are lacking and their availability to us, how disappointed we are in our kids, how frustrated we are with that crazy uncle who keeps getting drunk every year of the holiday season. How tempting is that? But notice, Joseph was unwilling to put Mary to shame, unwilling to expose her to shame. Jesus Christ, the son of Joseph and the son of Mary, many years later, 33 years later to be exact, he was doing ministry and I mean, it would have been 30 years later, uh, but he was doing ministry and there's this woman who was caught in adultery and he was unwilling to put her to shame. Everybody was trying to shame her. He was unwilling, unwilling. How many of us are unwilling? Lord, mm. God, I ask that you give me the grace as a member of the body of Jesus Christ to imitate Jesus, who uh, who imitated Joseph, who was unwilling to put the woman caught in adultery to shame in the gospel when those men were trying to stone her. God, I want to reverence every member in my family, and, and whenever I become aware of their flaws, I just ask for the grace to pray for them and to fast for them and to intercede for them and to accompany them in their mess and to minister to them in their need, but to not talk about them to other people because, God, that's just not going to help. I know that's not going to help, and so I ask that you give me a custody of the tongue. Lord, just draw me to draw me to certain scriptures that can help me to, to cultivate a custody of the tongue right now. Father, I, I perceive you speaking right now, and I perceive specifically you inviting me to go to James, and so that's where I'm going to go. James 119, know this, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. James 3, the tongue is a fire. The tongue is an unrighteous world among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the cycle of nature, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who are made in the likeness of God. 
From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brethren, this ought not be so. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, yeah, God, I hear your word. I perceive you speak, communicating very clearly in the sacred scripture, God. I do not want to have any kind of irreverence for my family, for my loved ones. And God, I just, I really ask that you help me to tame my tongue. Give me that custody of my tongue so that I can only bless my neighbors, bless my siblings, bless my parents, bless children, bless cousins, bless aunts, bless uncles, bless grandparents, bless the in-laws. Lord, to not speak evil, to not speak about their flaws. That is not of you to do so. Give me the grace, God to imitate you worthily, worthily and well. Mm, I, I feel now this invitation to even, um, just right now as, as I sit here in prayer, Holy Spirit, I perceive an invitation to turn to the catechism of the Catholic Church. Um, turn to the catechism of the Catholic Church, which, which teaches us about sins of the tongue. Oh man, yeah. Rash judgment. Um, even when it's, even whenever like we we see things, we need to be slow because we don't want to be rash in our judgment and assume the worst in our our family. Uh, detraction, uh, calumny. God, just give us the grace to not give in to sin. Mm. I said, there's a quote from um uh, Saint, which Saint said it. Uh, there's a saint, I don't know who said it, I have it here in my, in my quotes, uh, Saint Ignatius of Loyola. He says this, he says, Every good Christian ought to, can, uh, to be more ready to give a favorable interpretation to another's statement than to condemn it. But if he cannot do so, let him ask how the other understands it. And if the latter understands it badly, let the former correct him with love. If that does not suffice, let the Christian try all suitable ways to bring the other to a correct interpretation so that he may be saved. That's Ignatius of Loyola. Every good Christian ought to be more ready to give a favorable interpretation of another's statement than to condemn it. Oh, Lord, I feel convicted even reading these, these words of this saint. Like how many times have I heard people say things and I don't give a favorable interpretation? I assume the worst. I do have rash judgment. So Lord, I just ask that you purify me of that rash judgment to, again, go back to James 1.19, to be quick to hear and slow to speak. Lord, that way I can really pray with each person and what they're saying and what they're going through and respond uh, with the heart of Christ, with the voice of Christ, see things through the eyes of Christ, hear them through the ears of Christ, love them with the love of Jesus Christ crucified. Lord St. Joseph, he, he was a righteous man and he was unwilling to, to put Mary to shame. He had that custody of the tongue because he was a man who was rooted in the word. And so I just ask that you give me the grace to imitate St. Joseph and to be also rooted in the word as well, to be rooted in the word of God. So that I won't even share good things that don't need to be shared. Like when, when Mary came with Joseph, that was a good thing that she was pregnant. And he knew that because he was a man of the word of God. He knew that she was um, must have been pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Like So he it wasn't like that was a shock to him. But it was like, whoa, like this wasn't my part of my plan. And so I'm not worthy to walk with her. And so Joseph didn't even go around telling people that good news. Like that wasn't his place. So he had this custody of the tongue. And he didn't want anyone to shame Mary and, and, and to wonder about Mary and to, to, to be consumed and to be confused. And so like, oh, praise God. But that's because he was a man who was rooted in the word of God. The word of God teaches people, men and women, to have that custody over the tongue. Mm. To listen to more than we speak. So give all of us the graces that we need to enter into this Christmas season. 
imitating Joseph, imitating Joseph, being unwilling to expose, to put others to shame. And now we just sit in silence. As God delights in us, and as we delight in God, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Merry Christmas to you. What's my favorite Christmas song? <clears throat> Aaliyah sang it at the uh, the Christmas in like the early 90s, maybe like 96, something like that. It was... Uh, what child is this who? <laughs> I don't even know the song, but it was good though. You should YouTube it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Merry Christmas. And uh, I look forward to continuing our walk toward eternity. May we all abide in love with Jesus Christ on earth as it is in heaven. God bless.